Hello and welcome to this episode of Tuesdays with Mummy, a show where I Tejas get together with my mother Kala once a week to chat about the happenings in our lives. Say hello to your crowd, mother. Hello everyone. This is Kala here and thank you for joining us today. So Tejas, after two lovely wonderful months back at home with us, you have headed back to UK. So I thought this week we could speak about how the first week apart for both of us has been like. So you were having home food, you had the comfort of both of us giving you enough entertainment. Uh, have you felt homesick? Um, good question. Uh, I I think the first week was really busy, so I didn't really experience it. Except I had a lot of homesickness on Monday. With on Monday is it? Yeah, Monday, which is just about two days ago now, because I had a lot of work. and i had a lot of commitments that had piled up together and i knew that if i was at home there would be that reassurance of being able to just take a break because everything would just work out and i had the excuse of being in a different time zone to where the work was coming from so i could get away with delaying work a little bit just being around both of you meant that there was that that additional reassurance that i think you don't often get when you're alone So I was a little homesick on Monday, but otherwise I've been fine for the most part. Um, Monday was was definitely tricky. I I mean, of course, with with Appa around, it was actually Sunday because Appa was on holiday. Also, I was able to speak to him two two three times on that day. But I spoke to two other friends who were also experiencing a little bit of homesickness, and we ended up just working together to distract each other from the fact that we were missing our respective parents. one of them was in bomb was in bangalore when their parents were in bombay one of them is in italy when their parents are in hyderabad and then there's me so we were all with some distance between us and our parents and yeah just worked together with friends and the day got over and the evening was a lot better especially after i met a, met a friend or two in person here and how about you i sort of predicted this before i left that the first chance you would get you would miss your piano class that i had sort of ingrained into your routine and i had also predicted that you would run off to vipassana after a few days at least for a few days both of those things have come true you missed piano class on thursday you went off to vipassana for 3 4 days so have appa and you missed me this week has there been an element of separation pangs <laughs> it wasn't deliberate believe me uh, piano class was an unforeseen meeting that we had related to uh, vipassana which both of us had to attend and then uh, going off going to the center to serve for, for to volunteer for few days was also not very much planned uh, but i guess uh, going to the center was more a strategical way because yes i was missing you so i felt if i am going to be i met so many people uh, you know even the simplest of things like serving food would give me so much of joy because here when you were uh, the last two months every day uh, morning we used to plan on what to make for meals and i really started missing that the food part of it uh, because with just upon myself um I don't think we explore uh, so many uh, new menu options, you know. So, but when you had come, we started baking also again, right? So there were so many new things. So yes, going to the center to volunteer was a planned uh, move, I would say. Um, we are missing you, 
uh, we do miss your naughtiness and um, you know just seeing you plod on the sofa and then uh, <laughs> also being uh, behind us for what we have not accomplished during the day you want us um, to practice the piano or for me to go for a walk and maintain a basic level of physical fitness so this kind of um, uh, you know pronging me uh, i think that's something that i miss and uh, yes dad has also been missing you but it's good that we have been able to be on zoom he's been able to uh, talk to you off and on for few hours so i guess um, we are going to slowly accept it's been about a week now uh, this week seems to be uh, much better we are slowly getting used to the fact that you are also happy and have settled back to the normal routine there but basically yeah i think that's what that's what that's what it sort of comes down to right like there's this whole habit that's built up and this comfort that's built up for two months where we're just around each other like i'm missing just sitting on the sofa taking random naps whenever i wanted because it there was just this comfort of knowing that eventually one of you would realize i've slept off and give me a blanket and even though i was waking up early in the morning it wasn't like it wasn't just this immediate sort of um alone time that starts your day i came out of the room and then we do wordle together i did breakfast i'd pop in and say hello to appa because he was already in office by the time i woke up and the day would just continue with sort of random small interactions of a couple of minutes here and there till the evening when we got a lot of time together and i think that's that's something that that i'm i was missing when i was particularly homesick and having the meals together yeah yeah in our two on our two stools yes right but basically tejas you have lived alone for the past two years and that, that doesn't count the five years that you spent in gandhinagar when you were doing your undergraduation living in a hostel away from us so what do you think is the biggest challenge of living alone uh, do you find it difficult uh, you know managing the household chores the responsibility as an adult that comes with because this seems to be a very common thing whenever i speak across many of your friends and across your generation um yeah i think maybe the biggest challenge of living alone is probably not on days when at least for me it's not on days when things are going okay but it's on days when things are difficult and you want someone just around you to be able to talk to them about it um and it's not that you can't fill this void with friends or with even with your family is in a new place or something of that sort it's not like technology doesn't bridge this gap completely but having someone there means it's easier to irritate someone who's in your physical proximity to sort of just talk through whatever's going through whatever you're going through with them which is one of the reasons why um when my friend was finishing up his phd i basically spent every night with him because i thought i mean it's such a such a long journey that's basically work that you've done alone that you are passionate about that people have started to take an interest in but there will be days when it's really difficult and i'm sure that having someone around you at that point of time might help so i think that's the biggest challenge when stuff goes when stuff gets tricky and you don't have someone in your physical proximity who can offer the comfort and the warmth that another human can um that's probably probably the biggest challenge i don't find adulting difficult actually 
it very rarely overwhelms me but i like the the added responsibility something i enjoy the the additional level of thinking that you get to do it's all the way that i see it is that it's all the flip side to the additional independence you get when you are an adult there is i i know we say this and i know that both appa and you have granted me a lot of independence as i've grown old but there is still a level of permission asking and consent seeking that you have to do when you are at home or you're with your parents i saw this in the last two months also right like neither of you stopped me if i was going out but i had to sort of double check okay is this is it okay that i go like this and come back like this at this time or do you want me is there something else that you have planned right you have to be considerate enough to ask for that or to ensure that level of communication when i go out here i don't have to tell anyone or do anything like i have to go i can do it on my own and i think that that additional level of independence even if it comes with the financial responsibility or okay paying your bills etc or doing multiple jobs to earn enough to pay your bills i just see it as a flip side of that and it's worth it like it's all worth that additional ability to do things for yourself and treat yourself and yeah just be in charge of your own um own physical and mental space i think that's the that's the nice thing but i think that the reason why people find it difficult and the reason why it was even challenging for me initially and i know i've talked to my school friends about this is that school does not prepare you for it there is no element of your childhood i think okay so so the house atmosphere can prepare you for it by forcing you to think independently about making decisions as you grow older which is something i struggled with in college i remember in the first year i didn't know if it was okay to bunk class because i couldn't put a value on the value of attending class and i remember calling you to discuss whether it was okay for me to bunk class or not because that was the first time i was able to make a decision like that that's not something that i think the home can prepare you for or even school can prepare you for but there's a lot of additional stuff that i feel like your surroundings can prepare you for when you're being an adult financial budgeting is a huge part of this right like schools don't teach us how to budget appropriately or provide financial planning education or even tax paying education just stuff that actually helps on the day to day nor does it help or nor does it put you in the difficult positions where you have to make decisions for yourself i think camps and treks are probably the only place where we were forced to do this but in every other place there is a fail safe of someone else being responsible for your actions if you are on a student team at school there is always a faculty advisor who takes the responsibility if the student team does not perform well for whatever reason there are very few places that i think you bear the consequences of your own decisions when you are a child and suddenly when you are an adult you have to accept your own consequences and i think that if that preparation if that switch was a little more gradual i feel like we would all be okay with it it sort of just i think the reason why most of us struggle is because it happens like a flip it's just on and off one day someone else is someone else is there as a fail safe for you uh, your parents your teachers your confidants and the other day it's just you against the world which i think is a is a bit of a difficult thing that's such a thoughtful gesture tejas what you shared about being around with your friend when he had to um, you know submit his doctorate proposal uh, and i guess this is what humanness humane being humane is all about you know just giving that necessary warmth and uh, comfort 
And uh, like you mentioned about the challenges of the transition from childhood to an adult, being responsible for your own decision and bearing the consequences, I guess, is a very integral part. However, uh, when you say the school does not support you in this transition, I have a different view because most of this is experiential. It's not theoretical. Maybe budget, uh, uh, financial budgeting can be an introductory class, especially if you have taken commerce. But beyond that, I don't think the school has the required infrastructure to give this experience. You know, so I would definitely shift the responsibility on the home front, how much the parents would like to get involved in a child's upbringing and how much they would like to help a child, um, uh, you know, um, transition smoothly into adulthood. So that's okay. So so I agree with you, right? Like, I think that it's a it's a it's a shared burden. The reason why I place the emphasis on school is if you look at a child's day right and you look at this is of course not true of all children even though it should be in my opinion and that everyone has access to education etc but a child spends roughly about eight hours in school 10 hours including transport etc eight hours asleep at home six to eight hours asleep at home which means on the weekday, there's roughly about six hours that they're spending at home. There is a split, right, in the in the child's time or in any human's time between how much time they're away from the house and how much time they're at home. If you're in boarding school, then it's like 100% at school. I think it's a shared responsibility. And I, I, I feel like the thing that schools can do better is talk about how money is a finite resource, right? Like that, that learning comes at a very late age for most people. Um, and I feel like even with pocket money, with any sort of budgeting that, that we get introduced to, what ends up happening very frequently is that you're always told that when this runs out, you will get more, which is not how the real world works. When this runs out, it runs out, right? Like you, you have to work if you have to get more money, right? And I, I know we try to protect people by like offering things like pocket money and ensuring they don't have to struggle at any point of time. I feel like that's what all previous generations fight for with future generations, that the struggle is not as high or anything like that. But it's a share, it's a practical reality of life that you have to work to, to earn money, right? Whether, or, or you have to do something that earns you that money, where someone else pays you for, for whatever it is you're doing. And I feel like the more effort, or too much effort goes in teaching you things that are useless in your daily life versus practical things that could be more useful. I was talking to a friend about how offering a debit card system, for example, at a younger age is probably something that helps more. If you start, even if you don't explain it fully, if you start showing someone where their money goes, it has the same effect of showing someone where their time goes, right? And they're able to figure out, okay, do I really want to be thinking this way? Do I really want to be spending this way? And that that helps, I think. But you, Amma, you only left home after marriage versus me and Appa also, who both left home when they were in their education. And you left to go live with your in-laws. And then when you lived alone for the first time, you were with your husband, whom you had met a year previously, or like six to eight months previously, in a brand new country. This is not an experience that 
is so common now in the society that we live in today and the bubble that you and I interact with specifically. Have you reflected a lot on that experience? I know you're a child in heart and in spirit, but have you ever found being an adult difficult? Uh, well, as you mentioned, 25 years ago, it was not very common for such a situation. Uh, when you ask about finding being an adult, uh, finding it difficult, I guess it was not difficult at all. And uh, this again must be in the genes because you also mentioned that being an adult wasn't difficult. Um, apart from that, the family, my parents and my sister, Gauri Chikama, had prepared me enough for the challenges <laughs> that I would be facing as an adult and, uh, you know, with all the warmth and love and everything. Um, so uh, I also find uh, kitchen responsibilities like preparing food uh, and very integral part of our culture and which we value even to this day. So I guess my mother had prepared me enough on how to uh, manage those responsibilities. And I vividly remember how my dad, um, Bangalore Tata, was very particular that I take the vehicle for servicing myself. So right from the time that I was given a TVS, so I guess I was about 16 years, a two-wheeler, and then a hero book when I was about 18 years, uh, only the first time he came with me. And henceforth, he said, whenever there was a regular maintenance required, maybe once a six months or nine months, uh, he made sure that I go there alone and get the things done fixed and come. Maybe it's a very small thing, but back then it kind of gave me the confidence that especially with related to vehicle that I can be independent and to do things as far as possible uh, with less dependent dependence on others so even technically also uh, try we had a computer at home back then so just showing me the basic um, you know how to work around uh, all those things and uh, I guess these were small things that really uh, help you uh, financially again I guess your grandmother is continues to be very good at it even now uh, she guides me at times and gives me those suggestions yeah, I mean, so two things that I take away from that, right? Of course, it's a lot about like both Appa and you have prepared me quite well, I would say. I got really angry with you all in a lot of times that you were preparing me for my own life, especially when you asked for Excel reports of how I was spending your money when I was in college um, on a monthly basis, which was quite annoying. And uh, but I've I've learned the value of that now, which which means that I can accept it a little bit more, even though I know not nobody else in my group had to do it and nobody else of the people I had to interact with were doing it. But the second thing that I found very interesting is what you said about kitchen responsibilities, right? It it's something we value in our culture, yes, but it's also something that didn't get imparted to males a lot in a lot of households. Your household was very different. Tata was a good cook. Tata could cook, right? Like he had the basic skill set to cook for himself. Um, and I think that there was less of this gender dependent skill set in a household like yours, where it was Gauri Chikama, Aji, you, and Bengaluru Tata is the only male. Vice versa, it feels like most households that have two male children or even one male, one female child, 
at least in previous generations seem to have taught different skill sets depending on which child they are teaching it to which i think has been broken by your generation completely like a lot of your generation has again taken away the gendered nature of different responsibilities you made sure i was confident in the kitchen when i was 10 11 and then after that also like just getting comfortable with the kitchen okay you'll burn yourself you'll cut yourself something will happen but know how to cook right like and i think that a lot of that also just that's a really important part of being an adult when you could be dependent on either one of your parents for a particular set of skills and suddenly you have to take both those responsibilities into yourself this idea of having of being able to go to your mother specifically to ask for food and your father to ask for for money for example just as a as a concept that you can attach to gender right like that previous generations have attached to gender at least breaking that has been really important that i think that at least in my friend circle your generation has done a good job of removing that i hope continues because everyone should be able to handle themselves as an adult independently everyone should be equipped with all the skill sets that they require so very true but were you homesick initially and do you still get homesick sometimes ah uh, yes i still get homesick i still uh, would love to go um home back to my parents and just get pampered uh, get my mm. mom to make my favorite food it still continues and listen to them share stories of their journey it's nostalgic it's fun and i truly cherish those moments um i uh, have i felt yes i have felt so many times um i think the first time when i was carrying with you uh, my mom had come to dubai and on the day she left she had prepared this dosa batter and after she left i tried to prepare dosa the first time and the dough and it just did not rise for some reason i was so heartbroken i think and i started sobbing and crying i think it was a mixed sort of emotions i was missing her presence and dosa is so favorite to me and that didn't rise so it kind of manifested in uh, different ways i still remember now what happened that day with regard to dosa uh, um yeah i mean there is a very strange connect that you uh, develop over the years with your close family members uh, i still love to go shopping with my sister maybe it's just when the shopping we may not buy we go to our favorite shops and food block just hang out maybe for 2 hours 3 hours maybe just have a glass of sugarcane juice and come back but those are things that i miss um mm. even now any day would be game for it yeah like like i think that just touches on what we said earlier too right like it's just the physical comfort of having that familiarity around you i know that on my on the toughest days over here there's still nothing as comforting as talking to appa and you there's very little that can live up to that that sort of comfort so so yeah but i'm glad that we've both learned how to accept that being apart is is common for now we don't know where life will take us next and i'm looking forward to coming back again but i am happy here like you said i am content being where i am and i get to share such beautiful photos with you so 
why wouldn't i be but thanks everyone for tuning in this podcast will be out wherever you listen to podcasts whether that's spotify itunes or soundcloud subscribe and do listen in next tuesday for another episode we'll see you then thanks amma and goodbye